The pitch to Stanton. Trent, there it goes. Deep left, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's at first base. Aaron mentioned the fact that you obviously had battled COVID, then you had the hamstring issue. Just did you feel like that had an effect on you the end of the season and, and at all tonight? At the end of the season, we're all going through and wearing whatever we've had to, you know, overcome to get to this point. You know, the other team's dealing with the same kind of situation, so... You know, when it's all said and done, I didn't perform the way I wanted to perform tonight. Can you describe the disappointment you're feeling not getting the job done? Sick to my stomach. And a good evening and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk. I'm your host, Keith Dewar, for this Wednesday, October the 6th, 2021. As we basically, well, you got the, it's, it's basically eulogy time for the New York Yankees for their 2021 season. Mercifully, after what was a disgraceful performance last night. And I know it was a one-game do-or-die scenario, but this team looked totally lifeless last night. And... You heard the first uh, call there, John Sterling. John, it's time to retire, buddy. I've, uh, you know, you've had a long, distinguished career. You're over 80 years old now. Mom, pop, pinstripe. It's time to hang it up, both of you, because that was a, I mean, a silly call last night. That ball wouldn't have been out in any ballpark, John. Any ballpark. That ball didn't even go halfway up the damn wall on the green monster. Out of the ballpark. That's where you need to be. Out of the ballpark, John. Just go to the retirement home. Go sit on a beach somewhere and enjoy yourself. That's it. Bring in some younger blood to call these damn games. I mean, come on. That was insane last night. Absolutely insane. And speaking of insane, how about Garrett Cole, Mr. $324 million man, $36 million a year? That's the type of performance you're going to get from your ace? Despicable. Disgraceful. Now, yeah, he said he wasn't injured, this and that, the hamstring is no issue, COVID or anything of that nature wasn't an issue. I get the competitive juices and this and that. Because, you know, if I were in his shoes, I would be the same exact way. If I'm hurt or whatever, this and that, I want to help my team win in any way, shape, or form. So that's just the way I am. But, and I'm sure that's the way he is too. So I give him kudos for that. But if you're compromised, 
then you need to give the ball to somebody else last night. You know, his ERA, his last four starts is over an eight. That's not what you need from your $36 million man. Maybe your mop-up man, but they ain't paying Garrett to be a mop-up man. They're paying him to be an ace. They're paying him to be a, a Jacob DeGrom type, which FYI, you aren't. You aren't uh, Jacob DeGrom. You want me to say it louder, Garrett? You aren't Jacob DeGrom. Maybe if you play, you know, the show or whatever on the PS5 or the Xbox or this and that, maybe you'll, you know, you could get to that level. But guess what? In real life, you are not Jacob DeGrom and you're never going to be Jacob DeGrom at this point. And Yankee fans and, and, you know, baseball fans in general, coming into the year, who's better, DeGrom or Cole? DeGrom or Cole? It's not, even a, it's not even a discussion worth having at this point. I've already talked about it long enough. That's how ridiculous it is at this stage. He's light years ahead of Cole. He's on another planet. A planet in which Cole is never ever going to reach. And it doesn't matter what ship he gets on. Bezos can ship him off wherever at this point as far as I'm concerned. A one-way ticket, in fact. Him or Musk or whoever. Send him all, send them, send his whole damn team on a friggin' one-way ticket somewhere. You cannot go two innings last night, two plus innings, as the ace of this team and go out there and crap the bed like he did last night. You cannot do that under any circumstances. And again, as I said, if he was compromised, and some, then somebody else needed to pitch last night. Needed to pitch. But of course, they don't have a number two starter in this team. They have a number one starter, supposedly. And then they have a bunch of, you know, three, fours, and fives. Or maybe fours and fives at this point. Their, number, their true number two starter was in the bullpen. Luis Severino. This team has a ton of holes to fill, a ton of holes to fill, a ton of problems to address. And right now, when you look at this team, they look totally lifeless last night. Look at that lineup they threw out there last night. Rizzo, Judge, Stanton. Okay, fine. Judge and Stanton have been phenomenal the final two months of the the year. Rizzo hit a home run last night. He overall, you know, it's really hard to get on his case. He's been great in the field. You know, he's not a superstar hitter. But he's adequate. He's good enough at first base. But once you look at that four through nine. And let's start with the number four hitter right now. Joey Gallo. You know, the Yankees brought him in. Cashman was praised left and right for bringing this guy in. You know, he's, he's, uh... He's got a good eye. He's a he's very underrated in the field. Yeah, those are those are true. But you know, you got to make contact once in a blue moon there, Joey. You got to make some contact. And he doesn't do enough of it. I think his average with the Yankees since he got traded here was about 150 something, his batting average. That's not good enough. That's not good enough at all. 
how are you, you know, I, I mean, we're st- the Yankees are stuck with him next year. He has to be a, a ton better. And you noticed the loss of LeMahieu last night. Well, you know, LeMahieu, I know he had a down year. I get it. But at least if he's your leadoff hitter, you extend the lineup a little bit. You don't have to friggin' hit Joey Gallo fourth. He's an automatic out at this point. He's been an automatic out since he's been in pinstripes. So now, they're stuck with him next year. They're stuck with him. So that move clearly didn't work. Definitely didn't work this year. But that lineup last night was a joke. And if I see Brett friggin' Gardner in a Yankee uniform next year, it better be as a coach, it better be as a bat boy, it better be, you know, in the crowd somewhere, wearing his jersey or something. If he is in uniform on the friggin' field playing for the Yankees next year, I am going to lose my you-know-what. He's 38 years old. He, he, he cannot hit anymore. He could get to a baseball in the field. He can't throw. And he sure as hell can't hit anymore. It's time to move on from, to get some fresh young blood in here who can actually friggin' hit the damn ball, make contact, do something... I, you know, it, it, it boggles my mind. Last night, again, you had Gallo, you know, Gleyber Torres. Hey, look, since he moved to second base, you have to give credit where credit's due. He's been better. He's fielded the ball better. He's hit the ball better. They clearly need him to be better for six full months. Not for six weeks. So he's got to be better as a, as a, for the full season. But at least you moved him to second base and he started to produce. Maybe not at the level he did in 2019 where he had 30-something home runs. But after that, I mean, Brett Gardner's hitting sixth? Oh, my God. You know, and I like the guy, but, hey, we've seen the best of him, Gio Urshela. It's time to move on from him. And the Yankees, like I said the other day, you got to put... You got to leave Torres at second. You go out and get Corey Seager at shortstop because that's your base. That's the lefty hitter you need in the lineup. And you move LeMahieu to third. And it's not ideal. It's not totally ideal because you're not getting the offense you probably need from third base. But what other choice do you have? You're not putting you're not putting LeMahieu at first base. I, I don't see that happening. I think they there's a chance they bring Rizzo back. I don't really know what they what they're going to do. I mean, they gotta get a shortstop though, for sure. They've gotta get one. I mean the one. As in Seeger, a left-handed hitter. That's what they need to do. But getting back to the game last night, you know, Cole pitched into the third inning. He couldn't get an out in the third inning. They take him out, which was the right move, I believe. They brought in Clay Holmes. He got a double play. He had another double play in the next inning. I mean, he's one move that did work out. 
you know, so they did find something with him, it looks like. Although, hey, you know, with relief pitchers from year to year, it's volatility supreme. You don't, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get one year to the next from your relief pitchers. I mean, unless his name's Mariano Rivera. But, regardless of that, you know, they got to the top of the six. They were down 3 nothing. Eovaldi was pitching a gem. Eight strikeouts in five and a third innings. I do, I, I don't quite understand the quick hook taking him out last night, but that's, you know, that is what it is. You know, Rizzo hit a home run. Judge gets on base. Stanton hits a ball to the green monster, to the very top of the green monster. And I don't know what the hell Phil Nevin was thinking sending Judge, but that was totally foolish. Now, granted, there was one out at the time. You had Joey Gallo on deck, and you know what the you know what would have happened if they had first and third. He would have done one of three things: popped up the third like he did, struck out, which he knows how to do more than anybody else, or hit into a double play. So either way, they probably wouldn't have scored any runs anyway that inning, any more runs that is. And that was your game. That was your ball game, because after that, you know Severino gives up a run. And it, and that was it. And they lose six to two, a totally lifeless performance. But again, getting back to Garrett Cole, hey, I don't care what happens from here on out. But now, now you've seen what happens when you throw a dump of a game in a big spot against the Red Sox, no less. Who, by the way, if you go back to two thousand and four. The Red Sox have now beaten the Yankees eight of the last nine games in the playoffs. The four debacle games in 2004, 3-1 series win in 2018, and now last night's game. They've lost eight of nine to the Red Sox. So whatever the frig curse where there was from 1918 to 2003, well, that's an ancient history at this point because now the coin is flipped. And basically now you got the curse on the other side of the equation now. Because the Yankees can't beat the damn Red Sox now. And I don't think any Yankee fan would have ever, ever imagined that after 2003. But here we are, 18 years later, and this is, what he, this is what's happened now. And it's ridiculous, quite frankly. But now, the light is going to shine even more on Garrett Cole... From here on out. Because there's no more excuses. You had COVID whatever last year in 2020. And yes, he was very good for a good portion of 2021. But when the Yankees needed him most in the month of September when they had to win games. And then when they had to win last night, he didn't show up. And that's why I don't want to hear any more nonsense about any comparisons to to Jacob deGrom or, or anybody else. For that matter, that's an that's a elite pitcher. Now, when the time comes next year, if the Yankees do happen to make the playoffs or have a big game in September and he's on the mound, he needs to perform. And he will be scrutinized even more than he has been. And that's what making all the money he has. But now it's going to be twice as much exposure and twice as much criticism and twice as much scrutiny. Because he obviously 
He crapped the bed last night. Big time. And it's inexcusable. Injury, no injury, whatever. You cannot do what he did last night. Zero excuses. Now, I want to get to this organization as a whole. First and foremost, now, during the postgame last night, I heard a couple of comments which were pretty striking. You know, Aaron Boone, somebody asked him a question about the league catching up to him. And, you know, and Aaron's response was very odd, very, very odd. You know, the Yankees have not made a World Series in 12 years. In the last five, you know, 2017, they lost in the ALCS in seven games. 2018, they lost in the ALDS in four games. 2019, they lost the ALCS in six games. Last year, they lost in five to Tampa. This year, they lose the wild card game. So I don't know about you, but it looks like that uh, they're going in the wrong direction. And his response last night was that the league is catching up to the Yankees. The Blue Jays, the Mariners are catching up to the Yankees. Well, wait a minute. I'm a little confused there, Aaron. You know, not for nothing. Teams have passed the Yankees. Tampa's been a thorn in the Yankees' side for years. The Red Sox have titles in 2004, 2007, 2013, 2018. They passed the Yankees a hell of a long time ago. They have no World Series appearances in 12 years. Texas has two. The White Sox ended a, a, a 80-something year hex. They won a World Series in 2005. Tampa's made a couple of World Series. They lost last year. They made one in 2008. The Blue Jays are on the upswing. Uh, Seattle's on the upswing. Minnesota's had a lot of success the last several years. Not this year, but they've been pretty good the last several years. As long as they don't play the Yankees in the playoffs. So I don't know where where Aaron is getting this information from that the, the league is catching up to the Yankees. Well, not for nothing there, buddy. A hell of a lot of teams have passed the Yankees. I think it's the Yankees that need that need to be the ones catching up to the rest of the league. I, you know, I, I don't understand. Now, you know, I've said all season the Yankees need to do something with, with Boone. You know, his contract is up. And quite frankly, at this point, you know, it starts from the front office, though. And whatever idiotic analytics department that they have. You know, it's funny how the Yankees' analytics don't seem to work as well as Tampa Bay's analytics. Or Boston's analytics. And not for nothing, you I'll guarantee you this. Alex Cora, yeah, they might come up with a game plan, have the analytics, look at the numbers, look at this, look at that. But Aaron Alex Cora is running the show. For Boston. There's no doubt in my mind that's happening. No doubt about it. Aaron Boone is not running the show for the Yankees. Whatsoever. Everything is like Clipboard Joe. Like how it used to be when Girardi was around. Even more so now with the analytics. 
You know, you read the book, you read the Excel spreadsheet, and then you make the move accordingly. That's not how you manage. It's not how you manage. So, again, why are the Yankees analytics not as good as Tampa Bay's? And Tampa Bay is a, a payroll a third of the Yankees. Explain that one for me. How does that work? How is a team who has a $60, $65, $70 million payroll, their analytics seem to work a hell of a lot better than a team with a $200 million payroll? How does that work? What the hell number? What the, maybe, you know, maybe it's just that the Yankees need to upgrade their Excel system or something. You know, maybe they got like, I don't know, whatever. Whatever version of Excel, they need to upgrade it. Get the premium or whatever. Instead of some shady version, you know, on the dark web or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. But it's crystal clear Aaron Boone is not running the show. He's not. It's the damn front office, and like I said, the idiotic analytics department or whatever they have in this organization. So the philosophy has been with this organization, you know, they've kept everybody around. They haven't changed really much of anything. You know, with the core of the team, Sanchez, Torres, Judge, those kind of guys. That's, you know, Aaron Hicks. That's been... The crust of their team, basically, for the last several years now. And they haven't won a damn thing. So you got to do one of two. You got to do... The only solution to me at this point is Cashman's got to go. And I don't care. He's been in the organization a long time. But it's time for some new blood. Just like it's time for new blood in the broadcast booth on the radio for the Yankees with Mom, Pop, Pinstripe. It's time for new blood as a general with the general manager. It's time for a new philosophy. Because what you're doing now is not working. It's not working. Look at that lineup last night. That lineup was an utter joke. You didn't have Sanchez in there. And he needs to go, by the way. He needs to go. He has to go. You had Andrew Velasquez at short. I'm not 100% sure why Tyler Wade wasn't in there. Tyler Wade, at least, you know, he bunts, he steals bases, this and that. I know he's not Omar Vizquel at shortstop, defensively. But at least the guy does things for the Yankees that really no other player in that team can do as far as his speed. Unless you still think Brett Gardner can run, which is definitely not the case anymore. So right now, they got to change the philosophy in this team. They have to. So it, And that means that Cashman's got to go, and then it's going to mean a new GM comes in and Boone's going to be gone. And I know Boone has had a good record for the four years he's been in with the Yankees. That's wonderful. You haven't brought a championship. And really, at this point, I put more blame personally on on Cashman than I do on Boone. I don't necessarily like some of the moves that Boone makes. But again, how much of it is him and how much of it is the front office? And me personally, I think it's more so the front office than than the manager. I just don't personally like Boone. You know, he's a yes man and this and that. I'm old school. I like the Billy Martins. I like the Tommy Lasorda's. The Jim Leland's, 
those are the kind of guys I like. The Yankees are not going to bring in one of those managers, though. There's no way. Any, you know, any, anybody that's a veteran manager per se, a recycle guy, that they're not going to bring a guy like that in. Especially if Cashman stays, it's going to be another yes man, another whatever. So to me, it's either going to be they're both gone or they're both staying at this point. Because I don't think Boone is getting fired. Well, he can't get fired because he has no contract. But I don't think he's going to go at this point. If, if I think the Yankees are going to stay stubborn and stay, and stay stupid and continue to throw crap against the wall and see what sticks. And then that's it. But you go around this, you go around this team right now. You know, and, and yeah, I'm saying Gary Sanchez needs to go. Granted, you look at the free agent list, there's nobody out there that's worth much of anything. You know, Buster Posey is 35 years old. He's a, he has a club option with the Giants. Do you go after him? No. The Yankees are going to have to trade for somebody. I can't tell you right now who I think they should go after, per se. But Gary Sanchez is a free agent after next year. I mean, it's do or die time for him. And right now, you know, it's it's a travesty, per se, that he wasn't even catching last night. I know that Higashioka is, is the personal catcher for Cole, which didn't matter last night. Especially in that at bat to, Bog- in the, uh, bat to Bogarts, when Bogarts, you know, he throws three sliders and he throws a changeup. You know, that was a weird pitch selection, but whatever. But it's an indictment on Sanchez that he wasn't starting last night in a do-or-die game. Now, he's, he's got one more year of arbitration left. I mean, the, do the Yankees bring him back? He's probably going to get about $8-9 in his last year of arbitration. Is he worth that? No. Unfortunately, they may be stuck with him. Because there's nobody out there free agent-wise. And again, like I said, who are you going to trade for? They're going to have to get shrewd. They're going to have to get you know, creative. I don't know what you really do there. You know, first base too. First base is another thing. Because do you bring back Rizzo? I, you know, you could. You could bring him back. I don't know what kind of money he's going to want. I mean, do you really give him $20 million a year? I don't think so. He's not at that level, I don't think. You sure as heck ain't bringing Luke, Luke Voigt back. I think, you know, hey, look, you've seen the best of Luke Voigt. He had a ton of injuries this year. And unfortunately, you know, at this point, I think you got to look at, look at it that he's, he's expendable. You know, among first basemen, I mean, as I said, Rizzo's a free agent. Freddie Freeman's a free agent, but, I mean, I can't see any possibility in the world that the Braves don't bring him back. And after that, you got really, you know, nothing of substance at first base. Second base, as I said, Torres is your second baseman. Shortstop, you go get Corey Seager. You have to go get Corey Seager at this point. No no questions asked. Third base, your third baseman's going to be LeMayhew which makes Gio Urshela expendable. And as I said, you've seen the best of Voight, and you've seen the best of Gio. 
So both of those guys, the Yankees are going to have to trade and get, and try to get something back. You know, the Yankee farm system, yeah. I mean, they got Volpe, they've got Dominguez. You know, what the hell happened to Davey Garcia this year? He was another disaster in AAA for the Yankees. He's taken a severe step back, and the Yankees were expecting big things from him this year, and that didn't work out whatsoever. You know, I don't know, I don't know how creative the Yankees are going to get. Hey, look, when you're paying Cole $36 million a year, you're paying Stanton a ton of money, and I know the Marlins are paying some of the money he uh, he's owed, but the Yankees pay, I believe, over $20 million of his salary. You know, in the outfield, hey... Gallo's your left fielder. Hicks is going to be back. He's playing center field. You're stuck with him too because he's making $10 million a year the next four years. How's that contract looking? Terrible. And Judge is in the last year of his con- of uh, arbitration next year. And you figure after the year he had this year where he made a little over $10 million in arbitration, he's going to get probably $15 million next year in arbitration his final year. And they got a big decision with him. No questions about it. They they had that's a huge decision for this team. What do you do with Aaron Judge? And hey, if he stays on the field, he's one of the best players in the game. And I know I gave a lot of flack to Giancarlo Stanton this year. Because hey, quite frankly, if you're making thirty million dollars a year, you need to be playing at a superstar level. But the last two months of the year he was phenomenal. As was Aaron Judge. They carried this team to the playoffs. But right now, you know, again, I don't really, they they just don't have a lot of flexibility. Yeah, you could get rid of Gio, you could get rid of Voight, you could get rid of Sanchez. They got to upgrade the offense. And then we haven't even gotten to the pitching yet. What do you do in the starting rotation? Yeah, you're you're figuring you're going to have Severino back healthy next year. In the rotation. You figure Domingo Herman probably be healthy and ready to go for the rotation. You got Jordan Montgomery. And he's a free agent at the next year too, by the way. Jordan Montgomery. And the Yankees got him at a good number. He's only he only made two million this year. He'll probably make four or five next year in his final year of arbitration. So that from that aspect, you know, they're okay. But you figure Cole, Severino, Herman, Montgomery. I haven't even talked about Jamison Tyon yet. And he's got one more year of uh, arbitration to go before he's a free agent. So that's your, that's five starters right there. But they realistically need another guy. And the answer is not Corey Kluber. Sayonara, Corey. Get the heck out of here. That was that was like base just throwing something against the wall hoping it sticks type of thing. That's exactly what it was with Corey Kluber. Yeah, he threw the no hitter this year. That was wonderful. But then he got hurt right after that, and he was basically a non-factor the rest of the year. So clearly, they need another starter. I mean, the bullpen. Hey, you know, Chapman had a lot of hiccups this year, more so than he's ever had before in his career. I mean, he's going to be 34 years old next year. He's making a lot of money. 
$15 million a year? I mean, he's your closer. Whether you like it or not, he's your closer next year. Zach Britton, he's out all next year with the Tommy John surgery. He's making a lot of money. Yeah, they'll get it back on insurance or whatever. I mean, Chad Green, he's going to be back. He's a free agent at the next year too, by the way. Chad Green. So right now, I mean, hey, what do you, you know, what are they going to do? Clay Holmes will be back. You figure Michael King will have more of a role next year in the Yankee bullpen. We got to see what Clark Schmidt ends up being. He's going to probably have a role of some type next year. So when you look at the bullpen, that's probably the one area that you think that would be the most stable amongst this team right now. Because I don't know really what they're going to do in the starting rotation. You know, I mean, and I didn't even mention Loisega in the bullpen. You know, but they're going to have to count on Severino and Herman to give them 150 innings each next year. And are they even capable of doing that? I don't know. The jury's out. You know, Severino didn't throw much this year. He only threw four innings. So you got to, you know, they got a lot of, they got a lot to think about on that front. So again, they have a lot of decisions to make. And I don't put faith in the current front office, the way things are structured right now. I don't have any faith in them improving this team enough to where they could be a World Series contender next year and for years to come. You know, they're 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 just you know, again, judge. What are you gonna do with first base? What are you gonna do with shortstop? The big gorilla in the room, though, is what do you do with Brett Gardner? Do you bring him back? Solid contributor for the Yankees for the last, what, 13, 14 years, 38 years old. I think he's clearly the most important decision the Yankees have to make in the offseason. Do you bring Brett Gardner back? Come on, give me a break. Head to the retirement home, Brett. It's time to go. I, but I, I just, for some reason, I feel like as long as Brian Cashman's GM, Brett Gardner's going to be in a Yankee uniform playing on the damn field. And it's just at the point now where it's like it just, it just drives me mad and gives me friggin' agita. So they got a lot of decisions to make in this team. And quite honestly, I don't have faith in the front office. I don't like the the manager, but again, I think more of this all falls on Cashman. He's the head honcho running things for the baseball operations for the team. So, and I don't I don't have faith in the guy anymore. I haven't had faith in him for a long time, quite frankly, a long time. But he's stuck around year after year after year. But I think after after now it's probably he's been in the organization 30 something years now. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for a fresh start. It's time for a different philosophy. It's time to stop friggin' going strictly on analytics and nothing else. And not go with your gut. Not go with your, you know, with the, the feel of the game, etc. This and that. 
You know, quite frankly, Aaron Boone did that last night. He saw Cole was struggling. He got him out of there. So from that aspect, I give I give Boone credit. You know, because he could have left him in there another batter or two or three. They could have been down six nothing by that point, and he would have would have could have turned the TV set off right there. But right now, look, they've got to do something different. The Mets got rid of Rojas as well; they should have. They're not getting Theo Epstein. You know, and granted, it's like, yeah, Keith, if they get rid of Cashman, who are they bringing in? I don't know who they're bringing in, but I will say this. The philosophy needs to change with this organization. And it really needs, you know, and, and bottom line is it needs to start with Hal Steinbrenner. You know, everybody's clamoring if George was here, if George was here. Well, George ain't here. He's long gone. I wish he was still around, but he's long gone. His son is nothing is nothing like him. His son is much more dare I say analytical when it comes to business, etc. You know, George was off the cuff. He didn't care if he offended anybody, which by the way, it's another thing that bothers me because you know, I don't know what Boone does behind closed doors with the players as far as criticizing them or anything like that, but he sure as hell doesn't do that during these press conferences. I wish he would every so often, you know, a little, z- a little zing, a little this, a little that. But he doesn't do that at all. You know, I, I did like Hal at least giving it to the team earlier in the year, criticizing them and saying, hey, you know, The players need to step it up. And that's what the boss used to do. He'd call you out. He didn't care. He's the one signing the checks anyway. You have to take it. Take it like a man. You know, now it's, you know, 2021. You can't offend anybody anymore. You can't say anything bad. God forbid. So that's, you know, I, I, I can't deal with that stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, hey, a little criticism here and there, a little constructive criticism, it doesn't hurt. You know, a guy doesn't run the first base, you take his ass out of the game and you bench him. You don't want to hustle? Well, you know what? You aren't going to play. I don't care how much money you make. And if I was the manager, that's what I would do. I'd probably get fired in three days, especially in this era. Because, you know, like I said, you can't criticize, you can't offend, you can't do anything. You got to sit there and take it. That's that's utter nonsense to me. So the bottom line is you need to change the philosophy of this ball club, period. Start it at the top with Cashman, tell him to take a hike. You're not bringing Aaron Boone back. That's, that's what they got to do. Because the same old, same old, same old has not worked with this core, and it's time for a change, period. So the Yankees season has ended in 2021, mercifully, thankfully, at this point. Topsy-turvy team, 13 wins in a row, 7 losses in a row, leads in the ninth inning, blowing leads in the ninth inning, Offense just not good enough. Too much inconsistency. 
their biggest hole right now clearly is I mean they they've got to get another another bat. They've got to get another bat. Ideally get another guy in the rotation too because you don't know what you're going to get out of, you know, two guys as I said, Severino and Herman. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. Quite frankly, Tyon, I, I you know, he ain't giving you 175 innings. There's no way. There's not going to happen. So they got a lot of things to think about in the offseason. But first and foremost, start at the top in the front office and get Cashman out. No mas. Now the game is getting ready to begin in the National League wild card game between the Cardinals and the and the Dodgers. The Cardinals coming in scorching hot. The Dodgers, obviously, with their big man on the mound tonight, Scherzer. And you figure at this point with uh, with the way he's looking. I mean, he had a rough last two starts. But, you know, I, I have a hard time picking against the Dodgers tonight. I mean, I, lo- I know they don't have Muncie in the lineup. Or they're not going to have Muncie in the lineup. But they got enough to get to get by. One game, anything can happen. Hey, look what we saw last night. But I think the Dodgers figure out a way to win tonight and move on to San Francisco on Friday night in what would be a, a wonderful uh, series. You know, and the interesting thing is, too, you look at the wild card games, the Dodgers, the, the Cardinals, the Dodgers and the Cardinals in the NL, the Yankees and the Red Sox in the AL. I mean, basically four of the five probably most historic teams in baseball playing in the wild card games. You know, the only one you would give the exception to is the Giants. But it's 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 wild to think about the fact that those are the teams in the wild card. A whole lot of championships among those four teams in their histories. But I'm going to go with the Dodgers winning tonight's game. You know, I, I think Mookie Betts, who's had a down year, he had some injuries and this and that. I think he has a big game tonight. You know, Adam Wainwright on the mound, I don't know. I think the Cardinals go to their pen early and try to figure it out. But I I, I got to go with the Dodgers. So that means you should take the Cardinals tonight if you're betting. But I'm going to go with the Dodgers winning tonight. Uh, uh, we'll go 7-4. 7-4 Dodgers. They'll move to San Francisco Friday. And then we'll see what happens. That should be a great series. I, I would love to see Dodgers and the Giants. That would be, you know, really nice to see, you know, from a history standpoint, from a rivalry standpoint. That's what you want to see. So, as much as it pains me to say it, the Red Sox won last night. They move on to Tampa tomorrow night. Um, You know... Don't want to root for Tampa, but unfortunately I will have to root for Tampa because they play in Boston and there's no way I'm rooting for them under any circumstance. So, a sad state of affairs in the Bronx for the Yankees. The season comes to an end last night as they lose 6-2 to to the Red Sox in what was an absolute lifeless performance. So I will have... uh, more to say on the other side as week number five of the NFL begins tomorrow night. And 
I will be back, like I said, on the other side with a recap of week number four. Obviously a bunch of surprises, especially for the two New York uh, local teams. So that would be that will be the uh, the next topic on the docket, and I will talk to you as I said on the other side. Good riddance to the Yankees. Thank God their season's over because what else is there to say? Overpaid and underachieving. A saying that we've been saying for a very long time with this ball club. It's time. To turn the page. Take a hike. Cashman. And Aaron Boone. Solid four years with the Yankees. But it's time to go. Talk to you soon.